0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 35, The Economic Enemy. Hello and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Steven, and a thousand miles over there to my right is another host, Mr. Ed Moore. Howdy. Happy uh happy New Year. Ed?
2: Um not not yeah, it's the same one that no, we've been using. Yeah. It's, it's not not, as, a new not it as- yet.
1: Not as we are recording this, we're recording this no. on November the 29th, but this episode will go out on oh, January 2nd. Oh,
2: my fault. I, yeah. that, was, that
1: was a behind the curtain That's deal. Right. There. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I, I let him look. Oh, tag. happy
1: new year. If I had one of those little horns. I'm, <laughs> yeah. So, boy, was that New Year's crazy, that party. Did you can't believe yeah, that wow, that I, happened I that night? Yeah, Woo-hoo. it's 2023 already.
2: Uh, Where am I?
1: I mean, everybody thought Y2K was going to happen on the year 2000. Who would yep. have thought 22 to 23 would get Y2K? Just, yeah. That's just, that's just the way things are. Everything's late when it comes to computers. Hey, uh, I have, uh, I have some more podcast recommendations I'd like to do. Um, All right, let's hear it. I'm, t- I'm tentatively calling this Stephen's Super Suggestions. Ooh. Anybody? All right. what do you think? Steven. Stephen. That's, yeah. that's
2: not bad. So,
1: uh, I'm going to, here, here's what I've decided to to do. I want to try to, uh, recommend a podcast every episode and, uh, rather than try to make a list of, you know, who's better and who's not and blah, 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 and offend anybody. I just, I, before we sat down, I looked at my, my cue and I looked at which three, which four episodes were coming up. And so, okay. The first one. Uh, so the one I'm going to talk about on this episode is a, a show called meanwhile at the podcast. Okay and uh, I'll give one. you their their description. Meanwhile, at the podcast is a show about pop culture, entertainment and fandom. Your hosts, George, formerly the George and Tony Entertainment Show, Rodney, the artist otherwise known as Art Nerd, and there's two R's in Nerd, Kristen and Rich, the married team, uh the married team Supreme, formerly of Comic Logic books and artwork. They share opinions and comments about movies, TV, comics, prose, music, theater and the creative arts along with Cool. relatable slice of life anecdote anecdotes. so yeah if you're if you're somebody who likes uh an ensemble type of podcast you know more than two hosts uh and you like uh, a lot of you know they do a lot of they do have a lot of uh personal stories they they talk about their life their their individual lives a lot and whatnot and uh you know if you like that stuff this is the show for you all the hosts are like super nice they're just cool. super nice people And it's a, it's a clean podcast. It's, there's no, none of the, none of the swearing that the kids these days do. So, uh, not that I'm offended by any of that, but for some people that's a plus. Cool. Meanwhile, at the podcast, I think they're up to about, I think they're getting close to their 200th episode. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. You're getting up there. I, I ran into them through Twitter that's a, that was a a Twitter find. I think, uh, I was seeing, I don't know, maybe you had even, uh, retweeted one of their tweets or something. Maybe. I don't remember how it popped up, but I thought, oh, this sounds kind of fun. I'll, I'll, I'll give them a listen. So, meanwhile, at the podcast, and I like that name. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. That's cool yeah, that's pretty clever. They, they actually, when I did uh, my, I had a bunch of people like you, Ed, guest host, uh, uh, an episode of Just Another Fanboy. Mm-hmm. They did an episode where they did a dramatic reading. It was like an audio drama. Of uh, a, a really old romance comic. It was really Ooh, kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it was, okay. It was really fun. Uh, they had the sound effects and the organ music and everything. It was it's, uh, some good stuff. Y'all should find it. All right. So today, we are here to talk about The Economic Enemy. This is the third story that appeared in Superman number 4, written by Jerry Siegel, pencils by Joe Schuster, inks by Paul Cassidy. Superman number 4 has a cover date of spring 1940, though according to Mike's Amazing World of Comics, it had an on-sale date of February 15th, 1940. Let me tell you what happened. This is a synopsis comes from Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Clark Kent visits the home of Paul Dorgan, a sociologist who believes someone is trying to prevent America's return to prosperity. Dorgan is murdered, so Superman returns to his home to look for clues. He runs across some burglars from whom he gets information. They work for Barney Calhoun and are sabotaging several industries. Superman prevents several calamities and traces the destruction back to Calhoun. The gang leader reveals he works for J.F. Curtis, a man with foreign interests in mind. The Man of Steel brings Calhoun to Curtis. Who executes his former partner? Curtis then tries to electrocute Superman, but he is unaffected. However, Superman touches his opponent, and the electricity is transferred to
2: Curtis, killing him. Ed, what'd you think? I miss super villains now that we've had a taste of them. Yeah, um, but but I will say that this uh, this actually is the start of a. A run of of who knows how long of the non-supervillain um, bad guys again. Yep. So uh, they, you know, I don't know, experimented with uh, the ultra humanite and Lex Luthor. And I, I guess they, you know, put them up on the shelf. They didn't want to wear them out. I kind of wish contemporary comic publishers would do those sorts of things, but they, they refused to do that. If it's popular, they'll hammer that puppy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just or milk that puppy or however you want to look at it. it yeah, yeah. So but uh it it was it this one, um I, I think this one in particular, now it could be because we're coming off of a uh, of several series of actual supervillains, but this one just had a, a really different kind of feel to it, such that it even made me wonder if Siegel actually wrote this. Yeah. I mean it was it was very different uh, in in feel to me.
1: Yeah, I agree, it was. And and the next few had almost not not all four of them that we're going to talk about tonight, but there was something a little bit different from a couple of these as I was reading them. And there were moments in this one and this one in particular there's a good example especially when we get to the end. Um when he electrocutes the guy there's just moments that stuff happens that at first I just have no idea how they got from the one, mm-hmm. uh, okay, situation to the other, mm-hmm. and they don't do there. There's not, you know, this is the era where they over-explain everything. Where despite the fact that the picture is showing you that Superman is eating a cheeseburger, they'll have a narration box saying, "And Superman ate a cheeseburger," right? And yeah. yet there were a couple of moments that, yeah, that just something would happen. And uh, I mean, the the electricity thing. Again, I'll use that as an example. Um, When the guy, this is near the end, I'm looking at it right now. So Superman comes in with this dude under his arm, hands him over to the other guy. And the other guy just reaches out and suddenly he's holding a lever. We don't know what the lever goes to. We never see any kind of machine. It's just a lever that's going off panel. And Apparently he's he he he's just holding on to it, but we're assuming he moved it up or down. And then electricity, we don't know where it's coming from. Is it coming from the floor? Is it shooting out right. of something? Don't know. It just suddenly the other guy dies. Electricity right. just shoots through him. And so then he tries it again on Superman and Superman just standing there with his arms crossed and the electricity's coursing through him. And then, but for some reason the electricity stays within Superman, kind of like static electricity, and he's able to just reach out like he shuffled his feet across the carpeted floor and reached out and touched the guy. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. I think it gets worse in in, in a, in a different story as far as things that happen uh, with little to no explanations. You don't know how they got to certain situations, but that one was just, I don't know. I was really confused at first because he's just holding a, to me, it looked like he was holding a stick. Just had the stick just happened to go off panel, but, and you know, I don't know. I, I, Um, on the one hand, I was like, go ahead.
2: ahead. I was going to say, I I noticed that um, all of these stories, I think, that we read for tonight are eight panel pages almost exclusively.
1: Yeah, Yeah. this I'm assuming this issue of Superman, um, because the previous issues of Superman were made up by uh, comic strips mm -hmm. that they had put into the book and then or reprints of action comics. Did I don't remember if you said in the previous episodes, are any of these from Superman number
2: four a comic strip? I don't know if this is all new stuff now um, going forward. These these two were not. Let me look back. Um I didn't make a note that they were, so I don't okay. think I, I saw that they were. I, I I assumed they weren't because
1: of the eight-panel grid and because the panel the, the panels are, are wider, they're not square. Mm-hmm. The, the others were always square when it was a comic strip. It was they were more square. Right. And I only noticed that when I'm grabbing uh, screenshots of panels to use in the artwork for the site. Oh, okay. because uh, the depending on what I'm using, sometimes the squares work best and sometimes the rectangles work best. But uh, right. yeah, there's a guy in here who looks like Dick Tracy. He's he's like in there for one panel. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's only because of the yellow suit and the yellow hat. You can't help but think of Dick Tracy
2: there. Uh, A lot of death in this issue. There's a lot of death in all of these stories. And a a, a much more outwardly um, ultra right Superman. uh, Right being conservative as opposed to ultra right. uh, Just in his, uh, if not in his attitude, then just outright in his verbiage that he uses towards people and about situations and things. And I'm like, well, you know, he has kind of been, you know, trending on on the more conservative side of, of things politically. Yeah. Um, but it it just seemed really obvious to me uh, in this batch that we read that it was, he was like just really hardcore. Oh, you jaywalked, die. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, t- yeah. see, dog. I mean, yeah, he broke the law, but- and yeah, it's just,
1: wow. It's, it's a, it's very, it's a very strange, um, transition, I think, to go from the ultra humanite to Lex Luthor, then back to, you know, this, people are trying to destroy the, the, the manufacturing industry or something, right. you know? Yeah, just, and,
2: just, um, yeah. higher levels of, of grifters in essence yeah. is all that they are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to thinking about that at one point today. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about um, the the death of Superman 30th anniversary issue that came out in January. I think mm-hmm. it was Raging Bullets. And there's a short story in there uh, where Ma and Pa Kent, uh, it's set during the fight between Doomsday and okay. Superman. But Mom, and Pa Kent are watching it on TV and they're, they're talking about all the things that Superman has done. For their for the for their fellow man, and one of the things they talk about is that apparently Superman had been for a number of years helping with uh, medical couriers, getting hearts to hospitals, and making oh. sure that you know. And and I remember Jim and Sean were talking about that, and they were like, "Here, here, this is the stuff you don't see about Superman anymore. It's always he's fighting a galactic menace or a mm-hmm. super powerful bad guy, and it's like." Yep. You know it's it's you know and they were like and this is but this is the kind of stuff we want to see from Superman every once in a while and it's like yeah that's kind of that's that's all it is anymore with Superman and this is a character who in his roots he's the champion of the oppressed he is he was the he was there to fight for the little guy that was his deal for for a while here and and uh you know so going back to these stories it's like all right well I get it because that's who he is but at the same time. I sure as heck dig him fighting robots in a lair uh, made from a, a volcanic crater.
2: Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. But I mean, it, it's, you know, whenever you hear, um, okay, let me rephrase that. Whenever I hear um, the the comic book podcasts that I listen to talk about what they're tired of, talk about fatigue. It's always a vent. Yeah. The big, but, but that's not the only fatigue that there is. I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't count the number of times that I have heard a fan talk about comic books and something come up about their writing in that, well, they're trying to make their mark. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of what now the way that it's looked at. Well, now it's even spoiled more because of the big screen and small screen adaptations and that's, yeah. What people ultimately want, because that's where the money is. You know, with these uh, that we're talking about now, Stephen, there was absolutely nothing in these people's mind that they were going to make a true living off of this. That nope. that was not what they were doing. You know, they weren't waiting for the big one to come in, or th- they had two or three jobs on top of this. Um, oh yeah, yep. you, you know, you you read biography of any writer or artist of the Golden Age into the Silver Age. And and they always had at least two jobs, whatever they're doing with comic book and something else. Either they were working for the the commercial art industry, you know, if they're an artist, or if they're a writer, they were doing novels and they were yeah. writing uh, uh, TV scripts and you know, not not related to the comic book properties. These were you know comedies and stuff like that that were on TV. Yeah, um, that's more in the Silver Age than the Golden Age, of course, but. I'm just there, there are so many they always do's that that fatigue me and one of those is it's always got to be this this ultimate threat it's so big the world the universe all of time will will disappear yeah and and this is so refreshing in its way because no, man, it's just some thugs that are wanting yep. to make some money and, you know, they're going to get the Teamsters on their side and they're going to wreck this train from delivering this food and they're going to, you know, all that. And, and that's that's bad, but that's it. It's it's yeah. not this thing where the world's going to stop spinning and science is going to go crazy. And it's like, no, nah, they're just wanting to make some bucks, man.
1: Yeah, I, I found that these days as a, as a crotchety old fanboy like I am um, – a super, if when I, when it comes to superhero stories, because that's primarily what we're talking about here, it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's a, a, a different kind of writing when we're talking about other types of right. stories. But with the superhero stories, the, the, the books that I tend to drift toward and enjoy uh, are those that still do a good job of combining the character's superhero presence with just their everyday personal life. Right. You know, there's just something about seeing, uh, fricking Nightwing hanging out in his apartment with Barbara Gordon and his, his three-legged dog eating pizza. Yep. Uh, but, and yet there's other writers who they get on a book and it's like, all right, so I have this idea for these three, six issue arcs that are going to lead into the next event. And, um, it's going to change the, 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 landscape forever. And then when that's done. Uh, It's going to lead to the next thing that's even bigger and the bigger changes. And it's just like every panel of every book that they're writing is there to get them to the next big event. And there's nothing there's no quiet moments, you know, and I think a, a good writer is just just damn good at combining those big, epic superhero battle moments with just these small, quiet moments that make you realize that these are actual people, you know? (laughs) And if I don't feel like it's a real person, then it just doesn't do anything for
2: the softball, baseball games that the X-Men used to have Mm -hmm. and the Rutland, Vermont Halloween parades that the Mm -hmm. well, the whole Marvel universe used to have. Avengers did it, Defenders did it, some uh, Things like that. That has nothing to do with Thanos wanting to kill mm-hmm. half of all living creatures. No, it's just mm-hmm. this moment. You know, that, that's that's all it is.
1: In the 80s, many of the the fights that Spider-Man would get into with a villain is because Peter Parker has gone to uh, Empire State University to find out why his tuition check has bounced, you know, or he's he's mm-hmm. he, You know, he's he's pursuing something about his personal life and happens to cross paths with a uh, right. you know a freaking mongoose themed villain who is uh extorting a, a teacher or robbing a bank next door or something like that and uh yeah.
2: that's, you know that's
1: i've i often sing the praises of tom taylor and i think one of the things he does really well is put in those human moments for me with those characters that um just make me feel like they're they're more than just this analog for power. They're they're actual right. people trying to do something, you know, and
2: and I I I do feel that I also have to say as an X-Men fan that the Hellfire Gala is not the quiet moments that I'm after. Okay, that's not the kind of thing yeah. that I want to see. Mm-hmm. I I don't like that either, but yeah. that's that's for whole for, whole whole other reasons. Yeah. Yep, but yep. um so um several instances too I've noticed in uh in our batch of stories and and this one uh in particular, Superman gets shot. Uh, they they try to to shoot him. Uh, that hasn't happened a whole whole lot, but now it seems to be picking up. Yeah. Uh, there's also seems to be this this whole set of bad guys that don't even know who Superman is. And I, I yeah. don't understand how that's possible at, yes. this, at, yeah, this at this
1: point. Yeah. There's, there's, it's not, I don't think it's this one. It's a, it's one of the others, but there's a moment where he's actually identified somebody, you know, who are you? And was that Superman. What? I thought he was a myth, you know? And I mean, I get it, but it's the, it's the same thing when I would read a, a Marvel comic in the eighties and, And and somebody would go, you know, a superhero would just encounter some regular person and they'd be like, well, what you doing walking around in your PJs? And it's like you live in New York City in the 80s in the Marvel Universe. You cannot tell me you've never encountered a superhero before. A
2: superhero. Yeah. You don't have to know this one's name, but you recognize that that's why they're dressed at the very least like that. It's yeah. It's not a a Halloween Valentine Day thing. It's (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Silliness. But uh, this one, it was all right. I mean, it was it's just your standard Superman story from this Mm -hmm. time. There's nothing super exciting about it. There's nothing that they're they're not doing anything different. Uh,
2: This one, I think, would have made a pretty solid uh, radio script. As yeah. as we have interacted with yep. the the radio show on and off, and the and the host of a podcast, I don't mm-hmm. think he's with us tonight. But uh, you know, th- this is just one of those that that is just very um, understandable by the the vast majority of the people. No yeah. big super science. Uh, there's a bad guy. He's he's messing with our economy. Well, everybody knows about that because that means prices mm-hmm. are going to go up and and things won't be available. Oh. Kind of like mm. when you're in a pandemic. It's Yeah. Mm. Anyways, yeah. Um, don't, know. don't know what and, that's like. Yeah. Anything about that? I read about that yeah. once. It's yeah. So yeah, it, it seemed very. And I'm I'm going to use this word, and I I don't mean it in a bad way. I, I just can't think of a better word. But it, the the story was a very pedestrian Superman.
1: That was the same word I was thinking of,
2: and, and I, I know that is. Uh, intended to be a, a, a negative uh, the way it's typically used right. but that that's not what I mean I, I don't mean right. it in any kind of pejorative sense I mean it as a as a not the opposite of that whatever word you would want to use for the opposite of that with yeah. grandiose superheroes uh, potentially Superman going out into space or at least well he doesn't fly yet but at least jumping around more or things like that this yeah. was very down Rushing between buildings in the city, uh, talking to different people, uh, you know, uh, uh, beaten feet to, to get the info that he needed. There, w- there was no uh, spy. There was nothing war or World War Two or any of that. It was just very, yeah. very small, insular kind of uh, world that he was dealing with or, or yeah. part of the world anyways. Yeah. And again, it's, you know, it's. Superman
1: at this time, again, he's supposed to be the people's hero. He's the champion of the oppressed. And so on the one hand, you know, you can see the people that live in Metropolis. You could, you could almost understand them saying to somebody like Superman. Yeah, it's great. You stopped an alien invasion. We appreciate that. You saved our lives. But at the same time, I can't make rent because, uh, uh, they're, they're shutting down these, these factories and whatnot, because they're trying to price gouge and, Is that something, you know, that's something you're supposed to be helping us with Superman. It's like, right. So it's, it's all, you know, these, the writers at this time, I I don't, I'm not trying to sound negative, but aren't as sophisticated as the writers, you know, the writing that we have now. Right. So this kind of story is, would be their, like their quieter moments. Right. And, And it makes the stories like the last one we had with the ultra humanite, just that much more exciting. Uh, the problem comes is when the publishers start realizing that those big stories with the ultra humanite are, you know, the big sellers. And so they're like, make every story like that. Right. And then right. they're not as special. Uh,
2: then then you start getting the supervillain of the month and, yeah. uh, you know, it, it gets to be formulaic, which is yep. in in some ways gotten us to where we are uh, now. Um, Doug, I, I read a lot of uh, out of continuity books as well. and Allow me to say, sir, there is never a bad reason to read more indie books.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, There's, you know, I mean, Marvel and DC have their place and I read, um, well, I read far more Marvel than I do DC, but this coming calendar year, I'm going to change that. Um, But there's just, if you just look a little bit, there's such a wider breadth of topics in indie books than you're going to find right now in Marvel and DC. Yep. So that's I'm, yeah, I'm not going to put down he, anybody's liking of those because you like yep. what you like and yeah. and you know that's cool.
1: Yeah, and in, but even with the the Marvel and DC, you know what he's he he's uh, Doug is saying there in the comments about uh, reading more out of continuity. Some of my favorite superhero books from the big two right now are those that are not part of the the main universe. You know, mm-hmm. be it deceased uh, over at DC or you know, human target over at DC, because, because they're out of continuity, there is a sense of this character may not make it to the end. You know, you could kill Batman. And I mean, heck they, they did that in deceased, He was one of the first characters to go. Right. And so there, there is a sense of, you know, you have that fear. Oh my gosh. You know, somebody's going to die. Whereas you read a normal Batman book and it's, you know, Batman's going to win. Yeah. You know, he's going to win.
2: He'll be back. Ultimately, but, you know, maybe maybe in the short term, no, but ultimately he will. Uh, much as a storyline that you're currently talking about uh, on another show. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, but come on. Did, did we that, really think at the time that they were going to off their 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 some milk? Some people cow? did. Some people uh, did. But I'm just you know, it's,
1: it's that was the whole point of that story, though, was it's not the despite the fact that it's called the death of Superman. That's not something that. Should have surprised anybody it's it's how we deal with the aftermath and how right. it, how he's going to come back you know that's right. that's what that story was about, but I like to compare the big events and the the big stories that just come all the time i this is how I like to compare them. Uh, I used to work with a guy who could bake all kinds of great treats, and I looked forward to Christmas every year because he would make these oreo balls have you ever had these oreo balls yes sir I have. you know the ground up oreo with the cream cheese and oh
2: it's so good currently live with a young lady that can make a couple Mm -hmm. different varieties of those and so
1: i every christmas i'm like oh my i can't wait for those oreo balls and one christmas he said you know they're not that hard to make you could make them yourself and i said look if Uh, i learned how to make these myself uh, i'd make them all the time right and then I wouldn't be special exactly special then they wouldn't be special i'd get sick of them and I wouldn't need them anymore. So, yep. you know, Thanks, you need but- <laughs> stories like like this one here in Superman Four because it's still it was still a fun story.
2: Oh sure, don't get yeah. me wrong. It's Absolutely. not like Ugh, I
1: got to slog through these types of no. stories to get to the fun stuff. No, it's still a fun story. Um, you know, nothing was about character progression back then, so we're not progressing anything. But still, it's just a fun yarn. Uh, some of them are going to be big earth shattering yarns, and some yep. of them just aren't going to be. the The point is just to have fun with. Yes, sir. All right. Anything else you want to say about this story? Go out and read it, folks. All right. Yeah, get out there. We are reading these. I don't, we I like to bring this up every now and again. Ed and I are reading these through the uh, Superman and the Golden Age collections that are that uh, you can get through DC. It's and, it's the uh,
2: omnibus. It's not yeah n- not just the Golden Age. You know, there's three or four different yeah. volumes of Golden Age stuff, but these are the omnibus that we're reading these yeah. out of.
1: And, uh, you know, if you're a digital comics reader, this is the best time to be picking up stuff from comicsology because some of the best sales are around this time, whether it's black Friday, uh, cyber Monday, or just general holiday sales. So all of their sales over there have to, it's like, it's a rule that they have to be at least a week long. And so, so I picked, I picked up a number of these, you know, a couple more volumes of this and I got some of the Batman golden age ones as well.
2: Good stuff. Yeah, I, right, I read ready some ready more start. Batman this this weekend yeah. for the the podcast. I'm, I'm keeping ready to up start with
1: digging into those. And I bought a I bought a big stack of new Teen Titans trades, the Marv Wolfman, um, George Perez, because cool. they were like
2: let, 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 two dollars a piece. Let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. Right before you said that, you looked over your shoulder. Is that something you're not supposed to have done? No, Stephen? no, 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 no. no. I was just bad? I was trying that... to
1: be conspiratorial.
2: Oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, no, oh, no, I was no, no, like, no. uh oh, no, 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 no. Steven's spying yeah. books Nah, she knows. Okay. Um,
1: all right, let's wrap this sucker up. Let's do it. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Superman Super Show and this episode only. Right. That's the only thing I'm thanking you for. Thank if you. You want for to drop us one. a line, ask us a question, or you know, just email us the Superman Super at gmail.com. I have to start making a point to to look in the spam folder every now and again.
2: Because we're uh, getting so many emails that we we have to make sure that we catch them.
1: No, but the the last time we re, we recorded, uh, the 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 host of the radio Superman show said he had sent me something for one of my other shows, and I couldn't. I had never got it. It was in my spam folder for almost a month. So uh-huh. yeah, and if you don't check them, they it automatically de- deletes them after like forty five
2: days. Was was his what was on the most recent yep. uh episode yep. okay that was one so. yeah i listened that to that one today after i it made me laugh resumed my uh break from uh vacation listening yeah or unlistening as it were
1: um you can also find us over on twitter under the handle at soups super show uh you can uh, also come join on join in on all the fun at the forum forum not just another fanboy .com. All of the links will be in the show notes. And so until next week, folks, I'm Steven and that's Ed. And this was the Superman Super Show.
2: Bye. Bye
1: bye. Bye It is. It is no longer saying the chow. You change it up on me. Uh,
2: chow, Bella. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.